Welcome to This Is His Story podcast. Ministries and God's stories you need to know. Welcome to episode 16, How to Raise Money for a Church. I gotta say, this is the most vague title ever. Because those who are listening may be here all for different reasons. And sometimes the answer is different depending on what you're trying to do. Is it a capital campaign? Is it for debt relief? Missions? Budget considerations? Are you trying to hire a staff? Is this long-term funding? Short-term for a particular earmarked purpose? So there's different ways, right? So, you know, if you're trying to raise a large sum... For one-time use, right? There are, you know, feasibility studies and hiring consultants and working on a case for support, right? There, there are things that are supposed to be done in particular kind of orders. But I'm talking right now in general because my specialty is mission-minded fundraising. I know churches don't use the word fundraising, but I am because it's a fun set aside for using, right? It's, you know, you're, you're, you're raising money to do something kingdom minded, mission minded. And in my case, my specialty is digital. So I'm going to have that lens on. And I would say that 95% of everybody listening, regardless of what you're trying to raise money for, still can utilize the content we're going to talk about because almost no matter what you're doing, You still have a digital component, and so I want to speak into that. I have a um, drum I've been beating a lot lately um, with the world, with uh, my niche of working with churches and Christian nonprofits, and that is flocks spend way more time online than in the pews, and churches are just in the dark ages with the online passing of the plate. It's like it was all the church could do to say, well, yeah, we used to pass the plate or, you know, we'd have giving boxes, but now we have a website. So, yeah, 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 let's just make sure that we have a way for people to give online. And then that sort of gravitated with more sophisticated church databases and member databases. There's some slick software out there. And so then it became, well, we just need to make sure our online giving platform and our accounting system and membership systems talk. So I think a lot of churches think they're quote unquote sophisticated because the technology connects. But what is happening is at the end of the day, there's just a giving button in the top right of your website or your, if your church is, you know, I was going to say lucky enough to have an app. I totally disagree. Churches most churches do not have a lot of success with apps. It's a whole nother story. The people who sell them um, love to give certain stats, but the reality is that most churches, people don't use them. And of course, I've heard plenty of discussions is, you know, the website, it's made for visitors, but the app is where we want our members to go. But that's not a reality either. These are all topics for another day. I'm here to scream. Churches are in the dark ages when it comes to fundraising. And they don't like the word fundraising. So there's a problem right there. Christians give a lot of money online. I'm not talking about to churches, even though it's true. 
that Christians give to their churches. Some do. There's plenty of that sit in the pew that do not. But in order to have this discussion, we're going to talk about a giant theological mistake a lot of churches slash a lot of pastors have. And that is this idea that it is biblical to give to your church first. And then if you want to go above and beyond, you give to a parachurch ministry to do other things. And you have to admit, most of you believe that is true. I found it in my surveying of working with churches for decades that there's this idea, church first, parachurch second. But I'm here to tell you that I challenge you to look that up in scripture and find one verse that says that's true. Kingdom giving is a thing. It is promoted giving with a cheerful heart. And there is not a verse that says church first, but it is a verse, plenty of verses that talk about what to give to. Now we have examples of giving to the church and we also have examples of not giving straight to the church, right? So we have both. So it's not like one can say, this is the exclusive way to do it. So we'll talk about this here in a minute. I'll, I'll back this up for those of you scratching your head right now that are listening. But I'm here to say that not Christian nonprofits are a lot more mature and sophisticated in their asking. Therefore, there is a lot more online money going to Christian organizations than going to churches. So what I feel led to do, I don't mean that as in God has spoke to me and told me to go do it. I'm just telling you I feel led because I see the churches I work with get the light bulb on over their head and like, oh, we could be doing it this way too. And then they come back to me with their success stories. And I'm like, ah, see, doesn't that feel good to do a better job communicating with the Christians in your pew who, by the way, are giving to other places not some, not just to you as a church, but there, there are people in your pews that you actually think are non-givers and they're great givers and they give online, they give to someone else. And there's a reason for that, but we'll talk about that here in a minute. But this is, this is the issue. Nonprofits are a lot more sophisticated. Your flocks are spending way more on um, online, more time online than they are in the pews. And the churches find it too taboo to ask they're scared to ask, quite frankly. There's too many, I don't want to use the word too many. There are past examples of pastors who greedily drive, fly their planes, or multiple jets. They squander money sent into kingdom work and they spend it incorrectly. So pastors do not look guilty of asking for money. A lot of churches just don't ask because they're like, we don't want to even be close to that problem. So we're just going to not talk about it. If people want to give, they can give. That's between them and the Lord. We're not even going to talk about it. Well, unfortunately, that's not biblical. And that's the problem. I'm telling you right now, half of the people already listening to this have already turned it off because that's how taboo it is to talk about churches, money, giving, and asking. It's a bad, dirty word. And anybody who talks about it must be dirty. They must be greedy. And it's just not true. It's sad, but not true. So let's go biblical for a minute. So let's look at Paul. I know Paul's not a pastor, 
But Paul, he is a missionary and he is out planting churches. First Corinthians 16, one through four. Now about the collection for the Lord's people, do what I told the Galatian churches to do. On the first day of every week, each one of you should set aside a sum of money in keeping with your income. Save it up so that when I come, no collections will have to be made. Then when I arrive, I will give letters of introduction to the men you approve and send them with your gift to Jerusalem. If it seems advisable for me to go also, they will accompany me. So you can see that Paul is collecting money and he did it to the Galatians and the Corinthians. And he basically says, set aside money and keep it with your income. Save it up. He's collecting money for a purpose. And then he's talking about giving it their gift to Jerusalem. Now that's not church giving. That is kingdom giving. Galatians 2.10, he says, all they ask was that we should continue to remember the poor. The very thing I'd been eager to do all along. So once again, the Bible talks about giving, giving to the poor, widows. You know, there's things that the Bible talks about being a cheerful giver, and it doesn't always say, and they laid it at the apostles' feet, which by the way, those were apostles, not pastors. But I like the concept is that sometimes we do. We just give straight to the church, and then we trust the church to do what they're going to do with it. Now, that's another conversation for another day of our churches doing what they're supposed to be with it. It's another another topic. But giving, there are people who are passionate about giving, and they give to things they're passionate about in the kingdom. And it does not go through the church. Why? The church doesn't ask. Romans 15, 25-31. Now, however, I'm on my way to Jerusalem in the service of the Lord's people there. For Macedonia and Achia, I don't even know how to say that. We're pleased to make a contribution for the poor among the Lord's people in Jerusalem. They were pleased to do it. And indeed, they owe it to them. For the Gentiles have shared in the Jews' spiritual blessing. They owe it to the Jews to share it with them with their material blessings. So after I've completed this task and have made sure they have received this contribution, I will go to Spain and visit you on the way. I know that when I come to you, I will come in the full measure of the blessings of Christ. I urge you, brothers and sisters, by our Lord Jesus Christ and by the love of the Spirit, to join me in my struggle by praying to God for me. Pray that I may be kept safe from the unbelievers in Judea and that the contribution I take to Jerusalem may be favorably received by the Lord's people there. What did Paul do? He stated a need. He asked for people who are Christians to give to the need, and they gave, and Paul executed the contributions to the people in need. Imagine if Paul had a social media account, and he wasn't just writing letters and visiting, but he literally could, could in mass, let people know of a problem and a need, and the people could give to that need. Imagine how well he would do. That is what Christian nonprofits are doing a way better job. They're saying there are needs that aren't met by local churches and they need funds to help them do it. And they fundraise. Churches think that's a bad word. Churches just leave the give button in the top right corner and they hope people give out of quote unquote obedience or quote unquote their tithe 
and they don't ask and they don't tell people why they should be giving to the church. And it's not obedience. Okay. It's not through obedience, not necessarily through obedience. There are ways to show people how to help in the kingdom. Too many churches are still passing the plate, putting the give button on the top right, and they're calling it good. I want to change that. If you if you've made it through this podcast, I urge you to go to my website, creativedigitalguide.com and go to the button that says churches start here and watch my webinar that talks more about this phenomenon of churches being in the dark ages. And I want to get you out of them and train and teach your people opportunities to give, help them be cheerful givers and not robots who have to look for a button on your website. Give it a shot. Thank you for listening today. Thank you for listening. Be sure to follow on TikTok or Instagram for daily stories Christians need to know. Wanting to increase the reach of your ministry or your church's ability to make disciples? Come to my website for free resources and webinars built exclusively for Christian nonprofits and churches. CreativeDigitalGuide.com helps executive directors and pastors learn how to gain ministry partners to do God-sized missions.